It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Cubs split a doubleheader with the Cardinals. They get nicely nice shutout win in the first game, and then they get blown out in game two. Uh, we'll talk about both. Uh, we'll sweat it out. A little hot in studios tonight. <laughs> and uh, Cody's here. Uh, yeah, we're, we're Pat here. Foley. Ryan Herrera's at the ballpark. He might <laughs> join us if he gets a chance. Um, <laughs> listen, the, the vibes aren't real high. We're here, Luke. We're here. The, the vibes aren't real high yeah. <laughs> after this last game. It's actually kind of nice to be in Studio B, even though like it is so much hotter in here. It uh, is. I But I do want to talk about the first game. I want to do it in chronological order. So we'll talk positive first. However, before we get to that, I can't let any more time go by. I know this is a crusty old take. When you're up 13 to 3 on the road in the ninth inning, you don't pinch hit Albert Pujols. I don't care how many career home runs he has and you're trying to get him. It's lame. Yeah. And I I, I think do it, believe whether they will say it or not, they said, Fran Mill, you're our biggest guy. Go out on the mound and plunk him on the third pitch. <laughs> Perhaps. And that's I don't know, you know, man. that's what he yeah. deserved. Because he had a chance to strike him out. Yeah. He had perfect well, control in the first two pitches. I think it was their way. And there, I let me start over. I think, in a way, it was their way of getting back at the Cubs for hitting two of their players that included Nolan Arenado. I think in the seventh or the eighth inning, and I going into the bottom of the eighth, I was like, especially with the the way Arenado reacted, I was thinking, okay, maybe they will throw at Morel or someone. Right? Like yeah, Morel, you were worried that it was it was Morel, Magical, and, and Ortega that were up that were due up in the bottom of the eighth, and I don't know, like. Listen, the the unwritten rules of baseball are stupid, even though I like to celebrate Keegan Thompson, but that was more so because <laughs> of what he did. He was sticking up for a player. This is just like whatever. Like, I I don't think anyone really thought that Anderson Espinoza was trying to purposely hit Cardinals players when they're no. up or when they're down 13 to 3 or whatever the score was at the time. Uh so if 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 it's their way of getting back at the Cubs because they are tired of our guys hitting them, even though it was clearly an accident. Uh, you know, I'm just glad no one got hurt if that's the case, because like that, that sometimes that, that, that happens, but it is it, I, in a way I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I do think it's kind of like, it's kind of lame. It's kind of lame. You're, like you're trying you know, to get whatever. this historic mark of 700 career home runs. And you're going to say, Hey, 694 was off Fran Mel Reyes. <laughs> right. In, the, yeah, in a 13-3 game at Wrigley. Like, it, I'm just... I, he could, he had him down 0-2. I was like, I was hoping for It would be funnier if he struck him out. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I was rooting for the strikeout, and then he actually did strike out. He hit 90 miles per hour on one of those pitches. Like, that guy can... That guy looked like he, he could be a two-way. <laughs> yeah, he didn't hit... Whatever he hit Pujols with, it wasn't hard. I'd have preferred the 90 in the mm-hmm. square of his back. Yeah. I did. I, Pujols seemed to kind of laugh it off at first base. And for, I guess Reyes, like, re, the way he reacted after it happened, like, he didn't try to do it. Or it was good acting. One of the two. At the end mm-hmm. of the game, I did. I don't know if it meant anything or not, but you did catch a shot of Contreras kind of looking over at the Cardinals and then Patrick Wisdom looking over and kind of shaking his head. Whether he was just disappointed and lost or just kind of like, come on. Yeah. Like. 13 to 3. Can we all get out of here? 
Right. You need to have your special home run. Uh, okay, anyways. That's my mini. I'm with you. I think my it's My mini it was, was lame. Absolutely dumb. Uh, game one, on the other hand. Javier Assad, four, four innings, no runs. Uh, pleasant surprise. Another guy I hadn't heard of, and we talked about it in the post-game show yesterday. Talked just about, like, he's, he's, if you take a look at the Cubs pitchers in the farm system and you rank them 50 innings or more, his numbers are as good as a lot of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't really have much expectations for uh, no. Assad going into today's game. <laughs> against Wainwright? Yeah, and going up against arguably the best offense in baseball in the second half of the year or, like, post-All-Star break at least. I mean, the fact that he was able to go into the fifth inning was pretty impressive to yeah. me. Uh, I think there's a lot to build for him for that. Uh and it just goes to show that the Cubs farm in terms of the pitching infrastructure is like no one like no one wants to give no one wants to give the front office some credit for doing anything to fix that yet because you know the Killians and the Wisneskis haven't came and like right shoved it down people's throats for 30 starts but <laughs> we've seen it all season whether it was a reliever or just some some guys who made some spot starts i mean Never forget the Matt Schwarmer era. I mean, he won a few games for the Cubs. Like, he did. I, I, whatever they're doing down there, man, it's actually it's becoming very impressive. And when this team is good again, uh, it's gonna be or not it, but they are gonna be a problem. As in, like the arms. And I say it all the time, Luke. I just wish we had something like this whenever it was seventeen and eighteen and nineteen because. Maybe we wouldn't be in this situation, but yep. hey, they're fixing they're fixing the situation, and it's taken it's taken some time, but I think you know we can sit here and 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 pander on into who should be in the rotation and who should be in the bullpen and this and that, and it's just like at this point they have so much depth that like at least you can hang your head on that, knowing that like there's an injury next year or something like it's not going to be the worst thing in the world unless it's Some like, depth. unless it's like a Stroman or a steel or something like that. But still like they've, they've, they've had some really, really nice appearances from all kinds of dudes across the board this year. It's the only reason they're not going to reach a hundred losses. Yeah. That, that pitching depth has been there enough already to show you and keep you in some games. Like they traded away their four best relievers and yet you had then have guys Michael Rucker's kind of stepped up and done a decent job like he he he's the one that got a sod out of it in this game and and right and afterwards I know Ross kind of praised him was like I like that he was like I like the job by a sod but real impressive what Rucker did Rucker saved his day honestly because when Rucker came in the Cardinals had two on and no outs with Goldschmidt and Arenado coming up yeah I live bet the Cardinals at that moment because I was like, this is this is where I get hurt again. And right. then Michael <laughs> Rucker came in and shoved it down their throats. And, you know, credit to him. I know he's been a frustrating player. He's got an ERA over four. I get it. There's times where he can – he looks like just a guy out there to eat innings, and there's times where you're like, man, this guy has some potential. Today, like I just said, he, he went through the heart of the Cardinals yeah. lineup and got the Cubs out of a big a big spot. And allowed them to keep the lead, and and they end up throwing a shutout for the team combined, and again against the best offense in the second half this year. Like, like I'm not gonna, I don't care what the record is for the Cubs. Like the fact that they did that is impressive, and it does give me some like some hope for the future. If anybody would know it, you would know this, but I, I would assume the Cardinals were a huge favorite in Game One on points bet. They were. They With were like, Lane Wright going against a guy like, you've never heard of. They were like minus 200 on the money line. So if you put $200 down and they had won, you would have won 100 bucks. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, they were huge favorites in game one. And, yeah, they didn't work out. So, um, yeah, I'm, that's game one is one reason why I'm really just kind of whatever about tonight's game. Like, I'm just Split, glad, they didn't, yeah. I'm, I'm glad they didn't get swept today on their home diamond with, you know, this team here and – Miserable fan base. Well, what's the March to 63? Where are we at now? Uh, What, they got? We 50? single digits yet? 
I think we're at 10. Yeah, there are 53 wins. All right. All right. And away, magic 50, numbers 53 10. 53 and 70. Okay. Magic numbers 10. Um, yeah, I mean, they had gone 24 innings giving up just one run to the Cardinals before they finally got to Samson. You could kind of see it. You said you're like, uh, they're hitting them hard. We're kind of yeah. getting fortunate here. As but but it I was a pretty it. good stretch of yeah. the Cardinals offense went silent. I, I give some of that credit to young Cubs pitching. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't have the box score from game one today, but like, what? Who pitched today? It was Assad, Rucker, Sean Newcomb Hughes, came Hughes in. got the save. Yeah. He, Brandon Newcomb, Hughes came in and he didn't even Newcomb like, pitched he didn't for even the second the straight inning. Brandon Newcomb Hughes, two games in a row. He's I think pitched. Brandon Hughes is probably, by the end of the year, we'll probably look at him and be like, this guy's a dude. Like, he's really emerging as a guy in that bullpen. I don't see how there's a way, unless there's something going on, that he's not part of the bullpen next year. Right, right. And what's impressive about that is, like, that guy used to be an outfielder. <laughs> right. I just look at this bullpen right now, and there's no one. They traded those those guys. I don't look at anybody on this roster right now that was going to be their for sure closer next year or really has closer potential. I'm going to be honest, though. That's my only and critique that, at the and, moment. And that's fine. Like, maybe, I mean, Eric Ullman also pitched today, and – I think he has back end of the bullpen type stuff. I don't know if he can be a closer, but I do think he has back of the bullpen type stuff. Um, and I'm with you, Kevin. I don't. I don't know if they have that closer type. I mean, it's hard to find the Josh haters of the world or the or the you know any other guys. Yeah, and I don't the know Helsleys if you want to talk about the Nick Cardinals. G with a good comment here. Cody Hoyer. Forget, yeah, I was kind of forget about yeah. him. He's the guy you True. would think of. I don't know how fast he comes back from Tommy John, but like eventually at some point next season, he's in the mix. It's another yeah. reason why they felt comfortable right. dealing away some guys. Alzali apparently just threw again in Arizona, and mm -hmm. David Ross said, you know, they'd like Steven, to get him on the mound before the end of the season. Right. Steven says Cam Sanders, who, you know, Cam they started yeah. using him as a bullpen guy in Iowa, and he's been touching 98, 99. Yep, yep. Uh, Lucas says uh, Jeremiah Estrada and Daniel Palencia. Those guys, I think Estrada is in Iowa, Palencia is in South Bend, I think, or maybe he's in Double A Tennessee. I, I don't know, but Palencia. I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of tweets about him in terms of his potential. Came back in the Andrew Chafin trade last year. Throw was a hundred. Um, and a proven so. closer only really matters on a playoff team. Let's sure. be honest. That's like sure. it's another reason they traded away those guys. It's right. like you would have liked to seen them come back next next year. Some of them, but like <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. You, you don't. That's the last thing you need to figure out as closer. Yeah. At this point, I think that. Like, what the Cubs have done over the years, they have just kind of figured it out. But now that they have all this, 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 like, just a ton of dudes coming around, like I feel like they can just figure it out. Um, and, you, and you know what else they'll do. You know in the offseason they'll go pick up some vets. Yeah, right. And you know they won't spend any money to get them either because they've created a, a, a reputation of being able to save a guy. Guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're the so. pitch doctor. After Brendan Miller, they're the pitch doctors who Brendan's right away. Brendan's on there. <laughs> Fran Mill's spin rate suggests he could improve in the pitch lab. Absolutely. Closer cleanup hitter potential. You talked me into it, Brendan. Let's, let's see what <laughs> he got. Touching 90, uh, striking out Paul DeYoung looking. It's going to be tough to top that comment tonight. Yeah. That's great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, the pitching in, in game – in game one was awesome, and uh, I, you know, I guess that gives me a lot of hope. I thought the pitching even tonight was not as bad. I mean, Samson comes out, and, you know, who came in for him? Oh, yeah, it was Nicholas Palencia, or Padilla, which, let's just be real, like, Major League debut, you're coming in, Cubs, Cardinals, there's two guys on. Like, I was actually kind of mad that he brought him in in that situation. I would, if it's... You're making your major league debut. Come in, give him a clean inning at least. Like, yeah, like I don't know. It's tough. I, I'm hope I'm more hopeful for his next outing. Hopefully, he comes in a clean inning. Maybe it's more low leverage. I don't know. But like, uh, you know, it's five nothing after that, and then then I thought Espinosa was okay until like the like the eighth, ninth inning, whatever it was. Whenever you know, we just we talked about at the beginning with Pujols and stuff. So, um, yeah. Now. Uh, Offense has not been good the last couple games, but uh, pitching continues to show some signs of, you know, growth. And we, that's, at least we got that. Yeah, we keep seeing that and hearing that stat that they have the second best ERA in baseball since the All-Star break. Since the All-Star break. Um, 
what do you attribute that to? And are you buying that stock? Um, well, uh, you know, obviously we're saying since the all-star break, so you got to add in some of those innings that the, the relievers that they moved. Yeah. Um, did. But the starting pitching actually has been pretty good. It's Justin Steele as mm-hmm. an ERA. Stroman's been much better. Yeah. Him and Stroman, have, their ERAs since the all-star break have been great. Um, you know, Samson, not tonight, but Samson's, he can, he, like, I'm not even mad about, mad at Samson. He's been, he's been good. We didn't expect anything from him. Um, Drew Smiley is, <laughs> we were just talking last night how we, you know, we were saying that teams are wishing they would have, they should have traded right, for right. him, you know, like he's, <laughs> yeah. been, he threw, he shoved seven innings down their throats last night. Like, I, I don't know, like. I, the the starter the starter's definitely been a been a, a big part of that relievers it was a work in progress especially right after the trade deadline but they have had some nice innings Brandon Hughes like I said has been you know really really good yeah he's given up some runs here or there but every reliever does that and unfortunately a lot of them have been in high leverage spots but that's the thing is he's only coming in in high leverage spots so uh, he's earned that trust with David Ross and I love that. One, because he's left-handed, and for I feel like for years we were sitting here wondering, like, where can the Cubs find that left-handed? Never reliever? could find one. I mean, they thought Daniel Norris was going to be that, uh, and that that get him in the pitch lab. Out. You know what I mean? Yeah, get him in the pitch lab, right? And so, you know, outside of Andrew Chafin last year, I mean, they hadn't really had one, right? And I don't. To me, he's at least he he's at least putting himself in contention to be a you know, a sixth, seventh, eighth inning guy next year. Um, but again, we gotta we gotta remember like there's gonna be more growth going into spring training. They're gonna give guys chances, you know, like they did Ethan Roberts this year. Unfortunately Tommy John happened to him, but like there's there's so many guys and there there's gonna be more coming too. So uh, I'm excited to see who else they give a shot to. I think Kurt and Sean in the chat just nailed it, especially Kurt saying don't think they have the second best pitching in the major in major leagues, but buying the fact that the Cubs' pitching infrastructure has improved. Agreed. Like, I'm buying that second-best ERA since the All-Star break. I'm buying that stock, but I'm not investing my 401k in it. Yeah. You know, like, I'm buying small pieces of it. I believe in it, but I'm also not going to risk everything and say, yes, this is 100%, because some of what we were talking about during the game – Pitching's just a funny thing. Like, I, I do believe in what they're doing. It seems like they're, they've figured out how to develop a bullpen. They've got, seem to have a formula, turn guys around, as you mentioned. Yeah. I do think guys are developing. Steele seems to be developing. Thompson, before the injury, seems to be developing. Um, I just don't want to go face first into the water. I'm going feet first into the water. I'm, I'm jumping in, holding my nose like this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like the little kid. Yeah. I'm plugging the nose and I'm going in. Feet first. Like, I'm afraid to dive in yet because yeah. you look at, at the other side of town. And if last year you would have said Giolito's the ace, Giolito's the ace. Now the guy seems like he's back to the commercial where they were saying worst pitcher in baseball. Like mm-hmm. it's flipped again. And, and cease was the guy that couldn't quite fit, put it all together. Now cease is their guy. Right. Lance Lynn can't like, the only pitching thing that, is pitching is funny. It's very rare when you get it to work like like the Braves did back with Glavin and Maddox and Smoltz. Like that's just not. This is what I'll say to clap back at that in terms of like at least for the Cubs at this point is that I just think that their player development is significantly better than the White Sox. Like we've seen, we like, hope so. Like like Aloy Menes can't stay healthy, and when he does play, like has he lived up to forty home runs a year? Yeah. No, but and and the Cubs did develop their guys enough to get them to win a World Series, but they didn't develop them beyond that point. Like, For sure. right? Like, no, there's there's problems. Oh with yeah, the Cubs player development, or at least there's reason to sure there were. Like, to we don't at least know. Criticize it, but like the White Sox haven't shown enough years of continued success to even. I'm say just saying, that like, they, I, that's, that's a, that, another that's pitcher that I am familiar with. There's other teams that you could take the same example. I'm not necessarily comparing the Cubs to the Sox. I'm just saying, look at a guy that I think everybody was pretty confident was a was a ace. Yeah, and th- and a year later you're like, uh, I don't know if he was an ace. Right. Well, he he was for a few years. It's just but this why year has definitely been a and why there. is he not now? Well, well like, those are sticky other sticky stuff. Isn't a thing there's anymore. other questions out there. <laughs> I 
I don't know the answers. I'm just saying like, yeah, I'm buying the stock. I like what I see, but I'm not blindly going to say the Cubs are going to have the the best pitching Mm -hmm. in baseball and next year. And I'm not going that far. And I'm not saying that every single one of these prospects that are relievers are going to come up and like be great. I mean, or even Killian who did better in his minor league appearance tonight. Right. Only two walks tonight. Um, but I, there's just something about like what I like what we've seen, what we've read, what we're, what we're seeing on the minor league front this entire year. Like there, the Cubs are having success at every level this year, every single level, and to me that gives me optimism and thinking that you know if they can continue to do this and the fact that I think the scouting is so much better. I know this team isn't good, but Think about what they've been able to do as far as scouting the last year and a half in terms of just finding some dudes to play. Like I've done a great job, right? Like Patrick Wisdom is like a great example of that. You know what I mean? And then uh, there, there's some guy like the especially on the reliever front, they were they were been able to do that. You know what I mean? But you know, if you have a you have a good team and then you continue to do that, you're gonna have like these. You're gonna have those stories of the of the Frank Schwindels coming up out of nowhere and, and lighting the world on fire in a second half and, and carrying you carrying you for if you have a good team to in, into the postseason or something. Last season doesn't matter because the team wasn't good or whatever. But like right. that's what I'm saying. All I'm saying is like the scouting, if you continue to be able to find ways to do that, you you'll have those random stories of like who the fuck is that guy and why the hell is he having OPS over 850 uh in the month of August when I've never heard of him and he's spent his entire career in the minor leagues like like I'm just saying if they continue to do what they do on top of continue to develop the guys they already have and then actually add some free agents like they really can become a well-oiled machine something like what the Cardinals have always been my entire life. Well, Garrett's saying, you know, Cubs pitching development in the chat, he's saying uh, will be on the Cleveland Dodgers level very, very soon. I can't go that far, but I I, I like the positivity. Mm. I'm just saying I'm not ready to jump headfirst into the pool yet. I could say maybe just, Cleveland think, just because Carter Hawkins has yeah, ties there, right. you know what I mean? Listen, it, it, yeah. uh, it looks good. Right. You like what you see, um, but don't go crazy. Yet. Bump the For brakes. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's... I, I agree. And I don't want to kill your buzz. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't really have a buzz. I'm just saying that, that I think that <laughs> that's just there's heat stroke, Cody. Yeah, yeah. I'm just really hot right now uh, in this hot studio. I I just think that there's there's definitely a lot of optimism uh, to be to look at, and you know, when the Cubs decide to spend, then you really can like really be optimistic. So, uh, you know. Keep saying it. Big offseason ahead. No one wants to believe it. No one wants to, you know, think that they're going to actually do anything. I I don't see why they shouldn't. Uh, what did you bet on tonight? Oh, God. I had th- three bad beats today. The Cubs hit parlay in game one. Missed by one one leg. Uh, Nico Horner didn't get a hit. I had an MLB hit parlay tonight. Francisco Lindor didn't get a hit. And then <laughs> tonight, Suzuki and Fran Mill get a hit in like the eighth inning. But I had Lars Newtbar in it, and the Cardinals took him out like in the middle innings. Just you got Newtbar. Yeah. Well, he's a Cubs killer because he's a creative player with that kind of name. Um, anyway, I lost all my money on points bet tonight, guys. Uh, if you're not using points bet, you, you too can lose money on points bet like me. Uh, points bet sportsbook is counting down the days until the football season with a new offer every day until the season kicks off from now until september 8th 8th points bet power hour will unlock a new daily offer from 12 to 1 p.m central standard time sign up for points bet now using code chgo to also get risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets boosted odds and so much more now through september 8th but that's not it. If you make a $51 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. Download the PointsBet app today and use code CHGO to take advantage of this limited-time offer. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling referral services. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. Started taking AG1 because I didn't have time, wanted better gut health, more energy, 
and an optimized immune system. Now I've been taking it for months and I love it. Today I was a little sluggish in the morning, woke up and I thought, you know what? Going AG1. It's not uh, super healthy tasting. It's mild. It's a tropical taste. I look forward to taking it in the morning. Here's what it is. One scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things. I get a noticeable boost of energy. So that's why I take it first thing in the morning. It starts my day off, right? Giddy up. There I go. Lifestyle friendly too. Doesn't matter if you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free. You're all good with AG1 and you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than three bucks a day. Recommended by professional athletes. It has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. That You heard me correctly. 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. You don't need a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Cubs. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So what do you think of Pat Foley? We had him for a few innings. I thought that yeah. was fun. He was in there longer than I thought. It was, it was like, what, is it like the third Well, the innings? game dragged on. Like, yeah. Was it the third through the seventh? Yes. Uh, fourth, fourth through fourth the seventh, through the seventh I, I think. It, yeah. felt, it did feel like forever. I oh. think I enjoyed a lot of what Pat was saying. I was also hoping that the score was going to be tree-tree. <laughs> uh, uh, and a lot of different things. I loved some of his Hawk stories. I loved his... Uh, Baseball team built with Blackhawks players. That was yeah. fun. Uh, but the line of the night, although Pat had good ones, was still JD saying, uh, Pat, it sort of feels like the Cardinals are on a power play here <laughs> when they <laughs> when they started to get to Samson. Yeah. Um, I thought they had good chemistry together. It was kind of fun. Yeah. No, he, uh, you know, like I said last night, I've never been like a hockey guy. So Pat Foley doesn't like. Well, that's his bit. His bit is always tree, tree, and a turd. Right, right. 333 I've, I've, left. I was I've waiting just, for somebody to get the save. And a save yeah, by right. Michael Rucker. Yeah. You know, something <laughs> like that, Goofy. Anyway, uh, I I asked the Twitter, the Twitter people on our on CHGO Cubs Twitter account, if you, if you don't follow it, you should. Um, you know, I asked people how they felt about Foley, and most of the people that replied said that they uh, enjoyed it. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, I you know to me it was just another game, but I'm glad that most people enjoyed it. So. Yeah, I mean, it was just a couple innings. Right. I mean, I, I, it was something different. I had enough people going in and out of the broadcast booth. Why not Pat Foley, Hall of Famer? Yeah, yeah. Right? And two, I, two his legendary stretch was fun, too. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, I see Ryan Herrera is ready to join us early. It's been a long day out at the yeah. ballpark, huh? Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's make this quick. <laughs> He's ready to go home. <laughs> All right. Um, before we get to what was said after the game, real quick, did you see that the MLB pipeline now has the Cubs farm system number 10 in baseball? They haven't been yeah, in time. the top 10 since 2015, right? So, yeah, uh, that's, you know, I know that's just one place's opinion, but when you look at the graphic and see how they've ranked these farm systems since 2015 you see a lot of teams that have done very well at the top you know you see the Braves with like a four or five year stretch at the top you see the Orioles now good for like three years you see the Dodgers hanging around the top the, the most disappointing part of the whole thing is that the Dodgers are still number two yeah <laughs> with all those guys all that right. they have on their roster they're still the number two farm system so but it is a good thing right yeah, I mean, isn't that what we talked about? Like the Cubs want, like if they want to be the Dodgers, they have to be competing for division titles and championships every year while also having a one of the best farm systems. Like that's the goal for this franchise. Um, but yeah, no, no, it's definitely good, and I think um, we've kind of seen it. Like the Cubs don't have like that top twenty, top twenty-five prospect right now. Maybe you know, maybe Brendan Davis and, and Pete Crow Armstrong kind of jump up there again next year, but. 
right now probably don't, but they they have the depth, especially the pitching depth that they haven't had in a long time. Um, but then I mean, you even look down at, at South Bend today. I know Brennan was, um, you know, he's on a rehab assignment, but it's him, Pete Crow, Armstrong, and Owen yeah. Casey in the outfield. They're 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 a high A. They're not it's not double A, not triple A. Like they're in high A, playing in the same outfield together. Like that's that's like a potential outfield of the future. So when you look at it, even though they don't have that superstar can't miss prospect like Chris Bryant was back in you know 2014, 2015, like they have a they have a lot of good solid players who could be big you know contributors at this level. And even if they're not superstars, like they'll be good players, and that's that's how you build the foundation. And then we keep talking about like you build yeah you build that foundation, and then you go out and get those superstars because you are the Chicago Cubs and you have the money to do that. But if you have a good foundation, good depth in your system, that that just supplements all the other moves you might make in free agency or in trades or whatever it is, because you have the resources to do that. You're the you know one of the one of the biggest revenue teams in, in the major leagues. Like you, you have the ability to do that. It's just having the right development system and the right infrastructure in the minor leagues to make sure you're 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 keep you know chugging or, or churning prospects out that compete at the, at the highest level. Do we think that the Cubs are sort of protecting Killian, who threw tonight uh, in the minor leagues, and also um, Wesneski by throwing a journeyman like Farrell in the game tomorrow? Is that is that possible that that's what's going on? I mean, it's not like they're trying out Farrell for a future spot yeah. on the roster, right? No, yeah. I don't think it's that. I think it's, you know, they have a lot of 40-man decisions. Yeah like that for as far as rule five draft stuff goes. And so they already know that they're going to protect Caleb Killian and protect Hayden Wisniewski, you know, this off season. And they know that those guys are going to be, they're going to protect them. They're going to have them on the 40. So I think it's just these other guys that are kind of fringe that they don't know for sure. And want to make, you know, want to get that look at before, you know, while they still have time in the season. So when it comes down to, to the rule five draft, do they need to, protect any of these guys for next year or can they let them you know let them let them enter the rule five draft and see if they you know stick stick with the with the organization or if another team claims them right like that's um i i think that's what's going on here i don't think it's i mean yeah it would again it would have been a good spot to have either of them come up especially considering killian's already on the 40 man like it would have been just another move that had to be made but um yeah i think i think it's just I, I if if just in my gut or my opinion, I think it's more that like, some of these guys like a hot, you know, like an Assad or or Luke Farrell tomorrow, like these are fringe guys, want to figure out whether they want to keep them on the forty man roster or not, you know, protect them from the Rule Five draft, and then if not, you know, kind of move move on or, or see if they stick around past the draft. Well, I don't have a lot of faith in Luke Farrell hanging around, so I don't blame people for wanting to see Hayden Wesneski. Um, they will eventually have to bring up Wesneski this year because he is Rule 5 eligible. So for everyone who is, you know, clamoring and upset that he's not pitching tomorrow, like, I would, I'm pretty optimistic that we'll see him. I mean, it would be really dumb for them to not do that. I don't think correct, Correct, to. Ryan? Is that how it works? I don't think they have to. Like I, we don't have I, to bring I, him up to, to protect him. No, 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 because he's already on the roster. Like, yeah. So, oh, okay. so yeah, you have to protect him in the off season. So when DFA's or six deck, all that kind of stuff goes, is when they'd have to protect him before the Rule Five draft. Now, if another team were to, if if he were to go unprotected and another team picked him, then they'd have to put him on the Ford on the active roster. Like I think that's kind of what you're. Mixing up there a little bit, like they don't. Yeah, have I don't understand it. this roster stuff, as everyone probably knows. <laughs> he doesn't have to play at the major league level to no. be protected, but they do have to protect him yeah. in that forty-man roster. Okay, so he's not available to another team. Okay. Yeah, and there's like seventy-something guys that are Rule Five eligible in the minor leagues right now. I, I think Northside Bound has like a, a full list, and it's it's pretty hefty. And obviously, not all of them. Not all of them are going to even get taken in a in a Rule Five draft. Like, there's, it's never right. like that deep of a draft. And you know, not they're not all going to get protected, but they're all also not all going to get taken. The ones that aren't protected, like I think again, it's just figuring out like is this is this is, is Nicholas Padilla uh, 
guy that we want to keep in the system and might need to protect to go, you know, going forward. Like that, that's to me, that's just more of what it is than, than any kind of concern over, over bringing Killian or Wisniewski up. I think, I, I mean, I think there's definitely a chance you see either or both of them up before the end of the year. Um, just kind of remains to be seen on that six weeks there. They could get a couple of coffee. I mean, Killian's already had two cups of coffee in the majors. Um, Wisniewski could certainly get his own at some point, but, um, we're I, I, we're gonna we're gonna go back to it, Luke. They're exploring. They're exploring. <laughs> they, they're exploring. What did they talk about after the game? What was kind of the theme? I did anybody bring up why Fran Mill came in the game? I did not like. I didn't Luke like was, he was coming into pinch yeah. hit. I thought yeah. it was BS. You're up thirteen to three on the road, yeah. and you're trying to reach seven hundred. You don't bring in the guy to get a lame home run on the road. It's weak. It's weak sauce. No, no, it was, that sense. wasn't really talked about. I mean, it was just kind of, you know, the, the starting pitching had been on a roll for a while. Um, it had been one of the better, one of the better pitching or uh, starting rotations in the entire month in the major leagues. Like, it, I, I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but their, you know, ERA was in the lower part of the of the majors, and um, I, I just think it was kind of one of these days that you run it like you held the Cardinals down, who were like. I think in August we're the best hitting team in the majors. Right, you held them down to one run in the first two games. Like it was, someone was going to have to give. I know Samson wasn't happy with his start. Um, it yeah, it was just it was one of those games where you know the the Cardinals were hot coming in and the, they kind of found that power stroke in the fourth inning. Like it's, it it was going to happen. I, I think I think we we knew they weren't going to be a one run team the whole series. Um, they just. Kind of got ahead. We didn't talk about Fran, though. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I just like I like that David Ross put in his biggest guy on the mound. Oh, yes. He's like, "Oh, you're gonna Pujols? Okay, we're gonna put our biggest guy in the mound. You're gonna charge Fran Mill? Yeah. And then he threw ninety. <laughs> yeah, he had ninety to strike out Paul DeYoung. And it was like, I like that better than Schwindel. You know, it's like was yeah. it thirty nine mile per hour Evis yeah. or something like yeah. that getting taken out by Higashioka in New York? Like this was. He was pumping it. He was yeah, he, was, he was throwing pitches, man. Like he was, he looked like yeah. he he was he, he knew what he was doing out there. So, hey, maybe two way. Let's get let's get him transition right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean, let him be a reliever. Let him let him play DH. Like I don't care. Let's get weird. Last month of the year. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I was kind of with him in terms of that, but I also, I was also. I also said that I thought maybe they did that because uh, Espinosa hit Arenado and then he hit someone else too. So he had some control problems. So I thought it was maybe their way of getting uh, back at them. Was You said there was no talk of that at all. Like any, ask anything about, you know, the anyone getting uh, his control or at least or anything like that. Uh, as far as Espinosa, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was just he threw a lot of pitches, a lot of innings. Um, was kind of, I mean, yeah, he ended up throwing sixty six pitches today, trying to kind of cover some innings for a bullpen, and uh, and you know, still got like five or six more games to play. The just this week alone, I think it's five. Um, yeah, and I will be at all of them. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it was just I, I wasn't from talked about or wasn't from our, you know, RCW in the press box looked like it was, I think one of those was on, was on an O2 count or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Pools had him on an O or no. Arenado. Yeah. Well, I think Arenado. Yeah. I think Arenado. Arenado was on O2. But the way he reacted, like I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching tomorrow. I think, I think they're going to do something. That's just me. I know how that organization works. I, I agree. I think there's going to be fireworks yeah. before the series is over. Yeah. I don't oh, think either team kind of liked the way it finished up tonight. No. I could be wrong. And that's part no. of the rivalry, right. and I'm okay with that, but I also, you know. I just I, keep I think marching the, Fran Mill out there. Yeah, yeah. Team I'm, not, charge I, out? I'm not an unwritten rules guy, so I, that's why I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next rant. That would be so funny, yeah. <laughs> Keep putting <laughs> Fran Mill on the mound as your intimidator. Yeah, you want to come at Fran Mill right <laughs> come so at Barrel is supposed go. to start tomorrow. Sorry, guys, it's Fran Mill. <laughs> <laughs> he throws 90. Uh, 
you and they'll knock 90? you on your ass. Yeah. Six foot five, two sixty five. Yeah, yeah. You can't charge that. <laughs> no. There aren't too many people charging that. Oh um, my god. Um, oh, I do else? want to tell you guys about Owen, which stands for Ooh. only what you need. It's Owen. a one hundred percent plant based protein shake that gives you the nutrition that works as hard as you do. Their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen friendly, no gluten, no dairy, easily digestible. I heard about it because Bears quarterback Justin Fields follows that all-important plant-based diet. Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer, 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. That's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com with the code CHGO20. Join me, Justin Fields, and Ryan Herrera. Try Owen, only what you need. Speaking uh, of, we were talking about Nolan Arenado. I'm, I don't want DMVR to, like, hate me. But, like, I am just going to forever loathe the Colorado Rockies, man. Like, you give them away and you send the Cardinals $50 million just so he can beat up on the NL Central. I, I It yeah. disgusts me. This is the biggest fleece job in, in, in recent MLB history, maybe of, maybe of the decade. The biggest fleece job. It's a bigger fleece job than what the White Sox did the Cubs with Cease and Eloy. The yeah. fifty million is the crazy part. They well, they traded like, I, him, got some washing machines back, as in the yeah. Rockies got some washing machines back, and then sent fifty million dollars, dude. Fifty see, million dollars. Like, Cody, I know you I know you don't want to, but I mean like it's like you, you have to kind of give St. Louis props for doing that deal because any team should have tried to take that deal and then like the Cardinals were the one that they, that was. I, I we were we were talking. No, the about Rockies only talked. The, the Rockies only talked trade with the Cardinals any in terms team, of like major gets, trades. Any team gets wind of that kind of trade, they should have just been hopping in trying to know. trying to see what they could do. That was that was yeah no that's that's it was not good. I, it was not a good deal. I am never Joel's saying give. what a lot of Cubs fans didn't want to hear back in the day, saying they should have traded KB for Nolan when they had a chance. That doesn't make any sense. There was like a rumor that like the Cubs were going to go after Nolan, but also keep Chris Bryant too. Right? Yeah, that's uh, likely. But that that lasted for like maybe a week or two. I had some. I I got all giddy about it for like a couple weeks. We were in the middle of the pandemic, so I was like, whatever. Uh, yeah. Nobody no. wants to hear it, but and probably certainly wouldn't after 2016. But no. turns out that Nolan is a better baseball player than th- Chris Bryant is. I would say yeah. that he's just been able to stay healthy. Yeah, which makes him a better, like, all things. Yeah. Comparing everything. If yeah. I had to say who's a better baseball player, I'd have to say Nolan Arenado over point, Chris Bryant, yeah. and I would have to easily For, say Goldschmidt over Rizzo. Yeah. For a good five-year stretch, though, Chris Bryant was better than Nolan Arenado, in my opinion. And they won the Cubs of World Series, so. Yeah. But Nolan Ar- I will say this, Nolan Arenado has also has always been better defensively than Chris Bryant was. I, I just always thought Chris Bryant was the better hitter. No. Speaking uh, of winning, speaking yeah. of winning, who you got? Who, did anyone win? Who you got? Today? I mean, it's another garbage game. Like my guy had a, you got a hit. My guy had a yeah, hit and a run score. My, mine and Luke's guys got taken out in like the sixth inning. My <laughs> guy was over for the day. Yeah, it's got to be Cody. So it's me. I guess it's Cody by default, but it's it's a real by soft default. one. It's it'd be like yeah. Pujols hitting six ninety three. Yeah, soft. Only at Wrigley. Should be a half point. Ugh. Yeah, I would like to give a half point. I mean, it's a it's it's a win, but it's a soft win. <laughs> a win is a win, Stucky. You were trying to win with like six guys the other day. What? Yeah. Uh, well, I say game one. You picked game you one. Picked I did Asad have the Rucker the Assad Rucker combo is what I asked for <laughs> in the morning. It didn't go through in our Slack channel. I don't know if I had a Wi-Fi mix-up mm. or if my Wi-Fi broke mm. down. I, I had something talking about Bluetooth was holding up for a day or something. Uh. I, I don't know what that was, but I tried to put through a sod rucker combo is what I was calling for game one. And as it uh. turns out, I'm sure they talked a lot about Assad after the game, Ryan, because and Rucker, because after game one, um, <laughs> David Ross was very happy with both of those gentlemen. Oh, my gosh. Look at... Where is it Joel who always says it? Yo, I need Joel to say the line in the chat. He knows what I'm talking about. And whenever he says it, we can read it. Um, I just want to say now that the score is 21 to 17 to 14 yeah, to I mean, 1 that's... to 1. Oh, and Maverick has one too. 
And Rachel. Maverick has one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Maverick yeah. does have one. Four uh, people have so one. Who, so who doesn't? Uh, Jared and Joey. Joey doesn't have one yet. <laughs> yeah. He's changed up. Joey is now taking Higgins the rest yeah, of the season. Yeah, Joey is taking Higgins the rest of the season. So, uh, right on cue, he struck out a few times tonight, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Ryan, how about Mad- How about your guy Madrigal again? Mm. Yeah, what did you say in the I... Slack? Uh, Nikki, Nikki Bunnies? Nikki oh, Hops he, or something? He got up and got that. Hold on, I got, yeah. I got the list. Nikki Hops. It was uh, Nikki Hops, Nikki Bunnies, Nikki Vertical. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Joey says, I, see, I will soon have one. <laughs> uh, no, but he, uh, you know, he's hitting what two I, hits I tonight, right? The, the yeah, two hits. Um, also got on uh, with a walk. He has, what is it, in August. Well, I mean, in August, but since he came off the I.O., I think it was August 4th. Um, hitting 321, 406 on base percentage. Like, this is kind of it's kind of the guy that Cubs were expecting, right? A guy that can get on base at a good clip, a guy that hits – well into the threes like now that he's kind of fully healthy like this is what they want this is what they were hoping they were getting when they traded traded for him last year yeah he's uh he's put together quality at bats too and i do i don't know about Mm -hmm. you guys but i feel like he's walked a little bit more than we expected maybe it's maybe it should be a good thing if he can that's that's my thing is like if he can walk more and if that on base is 380 or higher then yeah, you got yourself a really, really solid, you know, potential leadoff hitter next year. You know, I could sit here and complain about the de- the lack of defensive versatility, but I mean, it's not every day you find a guy like that. No, and the versatility's uh, they've got a they've got. I personally believe they have enough guys with versatility. I do want certain guys to play certain positions. I'm not a anybody can play any position type thing. I am for the fact that Chris Bryant could play multiple. I love that Morrell plays a couple different spots. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also want to see a guy be so good that they don't want to move him off that position. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I get it. Like, I don't need Nico to play anywhere other than right. short right now. I just, again, I and we said it way too many times at this point, just magical still hasn't proven enough to me to say that, oh, we don't need to go get one of those all-star infielders in the free agent market this year. Um but if you do, and he keeps playing like this, then uh, you're going to be looking for a guy at third base, in my opinion. Like, yeah, like some, like whether it's Correa, you're going to be mo- yeah. you're going to be asking him to play third. Listen, you Manny Machado I mean? moved around. Yeah, right. Well, guys like, will move around. That that's why the DH position helps so much too, because like, yeah, you, you get a guy at a shortstop. You know, he can move over to short or you know, short and third with Nico. But then there might be days where, you know, Nick goes in DHs and Nico moves over to second and whoever, you know, that, that's why. And then having versatility in your defensive guys, but also having that DH, like that, that opens up a lot of, a lot of like just potential lineup construction, like, you know, not even, not issues, the opposite of issues. Like those, that, it's going to help the, the lineup construction every day because you, you always have that one extra spot that if you can't find a guy a spot on the field, you still are able to get him in the lineup. Like, I think that's, Again, having more good players is a good problem to have, and then that's true. Kind of figure that's out true. what you got to do. Kind of figure it out. I just don't want the Cubs to put themselves in this like gigantic logjam to where it kind of hurts development. Like, yeah. I don't want to use him as an example because he didn't pan out anyway. But I've, you know, a lot of people used to say that about Albert Almora, and like even people said that about Ian Happ, and maybe that's why it took him longer to develop. I don't want to assume that that will happen to some of these other guys that are going to be coming through the pipeline, but it's just, it's something that I think about because I just don't want the Cubs to fuck this up. <laughs> so that's where I'm at with it. Uh, but yeah, Magical, I, he's, he is, I'm just glad that he's finally performing because it was so bad, man. So it's another chess piece. Chess if he piece. plays well, it's another chess piece. Stop Absolutely. worrying about where everybody's going to be. I know we all want to do it. I'm guilty yeah. as charged. Absolutely. But accumulate good baseball players. Do uh, we want to talk about the biggest news that happened at Wrigley Field tonight? Yeah. Yep. Yep. The fight? Yep. We're, yeah. yeah. We're going to wrap it up right after yeah. this, Ryan. We got to talk about the fight. Yes. You're uh, Dean I'm, Crawley. I'm tired. I've been here for... Been here for uh, almost 13 hours. And yep. Cameraman <laughs> Dean Crawley has the video. 
In the bleachers <laughs> yeah. at Wrigley. And the guy, the guy gets he... pushed down like eight, eight, eight sets of bleachers. Like it's. Oh, he get, I think he gets kicked. Yeah, it at looked like it. Crawley's yeah, Cubs kind of is did. the Twitter handle for yeah, uh, at Crawley's Cubs on Twitter. If you don't know who Larry. that is, and you're you must not be on. And yeah, the guy got kicked, and it looks like he falls he back. Like, Honestly, I'm a little uncomfortable watching it because I keep thinking this guy's gonna smoke his head on one of those bleachers, yeah. or crack his neck, or like. Yeah. As someone who sits out there all the time, like those things aren't soft. You know no. I mean, no. Yeah, so like, See, I'm just glad. I'm glad he was out. able to get up, or else that could have been so much worse. Somebody got up with a cut over his eye. Yeah, yeah. That's what we always talk about. Is like the uh, the left and right field bleachers. There's so much tension going on that like things break out. The center field bleachers are just it's just vibes there. Everyone's just vibing in center field. You're a center <laughs> field guy. I, I don't go in the. No, you're a press box like, guy now, but yeah, I'm center field. He's guy. a behind home plate guy. Yeah, I, I I liked going all over the field. I like going all over the park. It was always a good time wherever I was sitting, at the federal landmark. <laughs> I like oh, I yeah. like I like Joel's Joel's comment. He says Rachel saw a comeback win, a blowout, a bleacher fight. She got a full Cubs experience. That's Shout right. Out to her. Yep. All right, we got to get Ryan home, and we got to get us out of this heat. Cubs yeah, split a doubleheader with the Cardinals. The first game was great. They shut out St. Louis. Second game, doesn't matter other than Fran Mill hit Pujols at the end of the game. And we'll see if there's any uh, carryover to that rest of the, se- the, rest of the uh, series, right? Absolutely. Also, final yeah. update. Final uh, update. Final update. Yachty Molina is hitting 179 since he blocked me on Instagram. Good night. Take that. Uh, stole that from Cap. <laughs> Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by Points Bet. We'll see you back here after the game on Wednesday. Fly the W. Did I get it in? I think so, yeah. <laughs>